Hi, I'm Jonathan Sharp, and this is the University of Tennessee Daily Beacon's Bad Movie Showcase. Each week, me and a guest will subject ourselves to some truly awful movies and attempt to find something redeeming about them. We'll probably fail, but at least we'll have some fun along the way. Without further ado, future me and guest. Howdy, and uh, welcome back. Uh, once again, I have Tyler because I didn't get anyone between last week and this week. Because he can't get anybody else except me to watch these movies. <laughs> but that's perfectly okay because he is a fun time to hang out with. Oof, you don't have to lie. <laughs> so, uh, so we watched Who Killed Captain Alex this week. Oh, Who Killed Captain Alex is an amazing movie and it should not be on Bad Movie Showcase. It but we're purely having it on here as contrast to another movie in a similar <laughs> financial situation, kind of. Which is The Amazing Bulk, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a ripoff of The Incredible Hulk, only it's entirely in CG. And it, no, okay, so, okay. So The Amazing Bulk was made entirely on a green screen in five days. And I believe the budget for it I looked up was $14,000. Versus Who Killed Captain Alex, which is $200. And what we want to talk about today is the difference between making a movie just to make a a bad movie to get attention, which is the amazing bulk, versus making a movie because you just love making movies, like Who Killed Captain Alex. Yeah. So before we start, I think we need to do a quick rundown of each movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's do a quick rundown of Who Killed Captain Alex. So You you go ahead and do that, and I can take the amazing bulk. (laughs) You probably know much more about I, it. I know I a lot more about it. Uh, so, Who Killed Captain Alex um, is a movie made in Uganda in the small village known mainly as Wakaliwood uh, because of these movies, um, in which all of the people in the village are the actors and they act out an action movie. And it's supposed to be Africa's first real action movie specifically uganda's first action yeah, movie. yeah specifically uganda's and it's 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 really fun to watch because it it's is. like the, the only part i don't like about it is when there's no action going on because then it's just very boring because we don't understand all of the like jokes and references they're trying to make because yeah. we don't we it, don't live in what, uganda i don't know what they speak in uganda maybe is it ugandan i i don't know i don't know but but uh, they, it's translated into english but it's not very like interesting to listen to because it's just it's very generic like action movie dialogue, but when there's action, it's it's, it's going, really it's the, awesome. The best part about the action is everyone in the village um, is actually self-trained in kung fu. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which uh, the best addition to this movie <laughs> points out at one point. VJ Emmy. <laughs> uh, so uh, most movies uh, we assume made in Africa have this thing called a VJ or a video jockey who is essentially a comedian who talks over the film making jokes. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's literally, he just, he explains the plot more than the movie does. Like, like the movie starts out and it's all these women like clustered around Captain Alex, like interviewing him. And he just, and what the plot of the movie is, Captain Alex has to kill the Tiger Mafia. <laughs> and he has to destroy the Tiger Mafia. And he just goes, this is Captain Alex. He has to kill the Tiger Mafia. And just and he just, he explains the entire He's plot. He's the strongest warrior in all of Uganda. <laughs> he explains the entire plot while also ruining the plot with jokes, but also making the plot better. Yeah, he he's the best part of like the the non action scenes because and he constantly like adds in weird non sequiturs. Like there's a part where they're setting up base camp, 
and they're setting up base camp in like this brown river like it like it's full i think they say it's like a sewage runoff and he literally just goes like uh he goes um <laughs> the guy is actually setting up base camp and he's like i want i want you know a, a squad camp over here i want a tent over here vj vjme's on it like i want beautiful girls over here I want, I want a camp full of women, and he's just he's making all these weird jokes that don't really make sense. But it's it's so funny. He's like so into it. So so apparently it's Swahili. Swahili is what they speak. speak. Okay. Um. So uh, the entire movie is just all of these people who are really good at doing action scenes, just with little things in between that I guess are funny when you live in the village. Uh, yeah, but the, the movie starts out with with their little production logo, and it actually says, "Um, the the uh, the director of this movie, uh, they did not think their movie would ever become popular outside of their village, which I believe Waka Liga, and that's just, they just make movies for the village, and it just got really popular on the internet." Yeah, and so uh, the reason it's impossible to find one of uh, his movies without a video jockey on them is because his hard drive is so small that once he completes a movie. He gets it on all the disks, makes a copy of it somehow, mm-hmm. and then deletes it because his hard drive doesn't have enough space for the next film. I, th- I think I saw somewhere he has a better computer now, so he doesn't have to do that anymore. Oh, thank Because they thankfully. actually they, they sell this movie, um, and you can actually buy. I really want a copy myself, um, but you can buy copies of it, and they'll 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 send you like T-shirts and everything. It, yeah, it's T-shirts so cool. hand painted by the people in the village, and like a thank you letter signed by everyone. It's it's really awesome. Um, so in, in contrast to that, there's the amazing bulk. <laughs> the amazing so how, do, how do I explain this movie? So where, where I first heard about this video, I saw, you know, I, we, we watch a lot of people on YouTube who review bad movies. And I remember seeing, I think it was the I Hate Everything video, where he says that people kept um, messaging him on Twitter. It was a very specific <laughs> account. I think it was the 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 official verified blue check uh amazing bulk twitter that <laughs> That's was right that was emailing him and and twittering him like you have to watch this movie it's so bad you should watch it they sent it to him like 50 and times and it's because they want they made just a bad movie so they could get like attention and get people to buy it from like so, people who make bad movies, so they sent it or to pe- people who, who review them on YouTube because that's a, that's such a popular like format on YouTube is reviewing bad movies, and so he's just trying to get attention for it. This movie, like I said, is budget fourteen thousand dollars, filmed entirely on green screen. In contrast to the two hundred dollars spent mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. Who Killed Captain Alex, which they, they have a green screen in that movie too. Some sometimes, sometimes they don't, but they still do the effect anyway. But they just cut <laughs> it out. Um. I think my favorite part of this movie is they when they film mo- when they film scenes with a green screen. I don't mean like they they film on this big green room like most Hollywood movies do, and then they like move the camera around and add everything in post. They show people just standing in a green screen, and they never move the camera. So if somebody wants to walk, they just kind of stand in place and okay. shift side to side very slowly to look like they're walking, or they jog in place. And like laugh, and they just make the scene go behind them in the in the movie. And the best part about this is, it's not like a room that's green. It's like they set up a single screen in the middle of a giant warehouse. Because <laughs> uh, the audio is terrible. The audio is awful, and it's because he made the choice 
to use the straight audio without any soundproofing or anything in this giant warehouse because he liked the tinny sound. I, th- I think he they even mentioned he he doesn't use microphones like on people like they normally do. He uses like the onboard video mic camera. <laughs> the camera. Like like how like big Hollywood cameras will just have a regular mic on it that you never use for any reason. He uses it and it's awful. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, the plot of the movie is there's a guy who's doing some experiment for the government. I don't know what. Uh, they, now, they hold, don't hold up. It. The plot is the Hulk there. <laughs> it's it's the exact same, except without radiation. He, like, injects himself with purple liquid, and then he becomes... Big purple a, guy. A tornado attacks him, and he becomes the bulk. And the bulk is just the ugliest thing you've ever seen. It's awful. Like, they use painted Hulk hands at one point to, no, like, punch through a wall. That was the best part of the whole movie, was when he, when, when he actually had the painted Hulk hands. Every other bit is the Hulk is just a CGI asset, and it looks so ugly. It looks like a potato. It, it's just so ugly. It, it's not good at the, all. The only times when the special effects are good are one scene where he's transforming, and they use the Hulk hands, painted purple. And when he grabs the helicopter out of the sky, and they just <laughs> painted a guy, they painted a, a bald guy purple. They painted one of the other actors who was in the <laughs> same scene. They paint him purple, and he grabs a toy helicopter and breaks it. And it's amazing. Because it's like, oh, that's that's such a charming way to do that effect. Because, you know, you don't have that much money. You can't do that effect really well. But that's the one charming thing in the whole movie. And the reason why that movie is so bad, I, I generally hate that movie, I think. Yeah, more, no, more than a lot of these other movies. That, that movie deserves a zero. Because it is not good. And it is not enjoyable. And that that's kind of what we're talking about here. Is like the difference between making... A, a genuinely bad movie that'll that people will love to watch and is entertaining to watch versus just making a bad movie just because you want to make one and get attention. And like the problem with the bulk is it just feels like they put in as as little uh, effort as possible. Like and and as an example, like they have a lot of scenes with people in cars <laughs> where they just sit down and they, they draw a car they, around. They them. have a couch and an MS Paint car. No, no, no. It's like drawn in front of them. It's not an MS Paint car. You know how I know? Because I've used Adobe Illustrator enough that I recognize the effect they're doing. <laughs> what what they do is you take a photo of a car, like a stock photo of a car, you select the photo, and then you I think you run it through a filter that removes some of the colors. And that's why it has this weird, like... And then it removes some polygons as well. It it turns it into a bunch of circles. And so it looks like a really low-quality photo of a car. (laughs) But instead of, like, squares and pixels, it's made out of, like, circles. And it looks really... It looks really gross. It looks really awful. And you can see the couch in every single one of the scenes. And it's the same dirty, off-white couch. Mm -hmm. And, And if they're not in a car, then it's a 3D car that the bulk, like, runs into... And he, so this scale okay, is so bad. There, there's a scene where the bulk is running into different cars. He's running down the street, and every time he hits a car, it goes flying off in a random direction. Like, like, like you would expect if, if the actual Hulk hit a car, it would like go in the direction he hit it, right? This movie, he runs into a car, and it like flips backward in the air, like in the opposite direction where he hit it. But that's just because that's it's a stock 3D effect that the car is. And they don't know how to change it so it goes the right direction. So they just put it in there. <laughs> that, that's where this movie goes off the rails to at the end. Um, yeah, so essentially his planning for the movie is he went to a stock asset uh, store with, like, most of his budget <laughs> and just bought things. not Without a plan for a movie yet. He mm-hmm. just bought a bunch of stock stuff. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, like, after they had gotten all the plot done, he sat down and noticed all of these, like, 
assets he had not touched and created the worst chase scene in existence uh, in which he, like, um, in which he just runs through a bunch of stock CGI locations it, that make insane. zero sense. I, I think I think at the end of that, he's, like, defeated the villain as the bulk, and the U.S. Army is like, thanks for doing our job. Now we're going to kill you, too. And he turns into the bulk and starts running away, but then there's, like... There's like CGI leprechauns. I think at one point, point. Zeus throws a lightning bolt at him. There's that monkey that plays with the rocket. (laughs) Like, they just start throwing in random CGI elements for no reason. I also want to talk about the villain of that movie because the villain is like, like, like nowadays, I think we're pretty spoiled with superhero movies that have really good villains, or I'm talking the Marvel movies specifically. Where most of the villains are kind of generic, like I want, I I want a power thing, which is not bad. This guy is, he's like he's like the penguin. He's a big fat guy. I think he wears lipstick the whole movie. He I don't does. know why. I don't know why he does. It's like a really deep red lipstick. And he talks like he talks like he's in like the wacky races. <laughs> he right? does. He's just like rah. <laughs> I will rule the world. It's so weird. He's, he's such and a then weird villain. He's got like I don't really know what his plan was. A love interest for the villain, who's just this woman with balloons in her shirt, who just giggles in the most high pitched voice she can. Like, at that's everything not, that's he not says. a euphemism for large breasts. No, she literally puts balloons in her shirts. <laughs> I can't. She also at one point, um, because of course she does. Uh, at at one point she gets blindfolded. And the Hulk, ru- the bulk runs up to her, and she's like, "Oh, hubby, it's you!" Because of course, this this twenty foot tall fat monstrosity is is her husband, and of course, she like grabs the Hulk's penis at one point. I don't know why they put that in the movie. I it guess was it, unneeded. I guess I guess he just put it in there for no reason. Um, it was just so mind boggling. And in <laughs> in in contrast to this, like unable to explain anything um who killed captain alex is just everyone in the village having fun even Making if they movie. don't have anything like at one point they need to drink wine but water is so expensive that they instead use slightly watered down paint because paint was cheaper than having like colored water well that that's what makes that movie so good is it's like it's like the inventiveness and everyone trying so hard to make a good movie like, I, I was talking about this when we were watching it. Um, the Amazing Bulk has so many scenes where they just didn't want to do anything. They're like, hey, how are we going to film this scene in a wine cellar? They're just like, just walk side to side and we'll put it in later. <laughs> and then you have, like, a scene where they're going through army training in Who Killed Captain Alex. And there's, and there's a guy throwing himself into these mud puddles mm-hmm. over and over you, again. You have this amazing scene where a guy is prone. And he's just, he's crawling through a river. Comes to a bridge, climbs up the bridge, leaps back into the river, and keeps crawling through it. Like, and they, like, punch each other. They have these amazing fight scenes. They're so good. Everyone is just so focused on making a great movie. And it, it's so wonderful to see everyone having so much fun making a movie. It, and compared to something like The Bulk, where the guy just made it just to, uh, just to make some money. I think that's what the, if you watch the commentary for the bulk too, that's what the guy spends the entire time doing in that mo- in the commentary, is just saying stuff like, "Yeah, so you know, I had this scene, and you know, uh, we didn't really have like a good lab thing, so you know, I just bought the CGI thing for it, and you know, I put it in, and that was good." 
as opposed to when people have interviewed the man who made Who Killed Captain Alex, where he just is laughing the whole time, talking about how great a time he had with his pals, making yeah, the it's, movie. It's such a fun environment. Uh, explaining some of the crazy stuff he did. Like, um, for most of the movie, the blood is actual cow's blood they mm-hmm. got from the local butcher. They, they had I'm, to stop using it because one guy got sick from it. Because he they, had to spit blood out of his mouth. And so he got, he, they switched to food coloring. They also have they also have CGI blood in the in Who Killed Captain Alex, but only for the gunshots. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad though. No, the, it, it the, looks surprisingly good for mm-hmm. like what for, must be software how, from like early two thousands. For for how limited their two hundred dollar budget was, it looks amazing. There, there's that scene where the guy gets shot in the arm. Oh and he's yeah, bleeding and they have to bandage up, and I'm like that. That's a really good like effect. Like yeah, it, looks it looks really, really good. good. And like comparing it to last week's. Like in in last week's Turkish Star Wars, Turkish Star Wars <laughs> yeah. where the fighting is just nonsense. No one looks like they know what they're doing. No, Everyone, these guys know what they're doing. Like you can tell these people actually know how to fight. Um, like all, all these villagers, they have really good fight choreography. The the only thing I noticed, they did a lot of like elbows that they would always miss. Yeah, like they would whiff a lot of punches. Like they would try going for some Tai Chi thing or but, no, uh, some Muay Thai moves, and but, they just wouldn't hit. For the most part, they were they were really it's really fun fight choreography. Yeah. Now there was one point where you could tell that they didn't actually have anyone teaching them it because they had um They're doing Tai Chi. Uh Ugandan Bruce Lee, as they call him. No, Bruce Yu is what they call Bruce him. Bruce Yu. V- yeah. VJ Amy comes out and he goes, Yo, Ugandan Bruce Lee. We call Bruce Yu. And he comes out doing Tai Chi, but it's really obvious he's never seen someone do Tai Chi because he's doing it really fast. Yeah, and like like the whole point of that is you do it very slowly and like focused, and he's doing it really fast. So it's probably like all the, all they had access to was like a like a book of how to do Tai Chi, but just the pictures, I guess maybe I don't know. Yeah, it must have been like an instruction manual, but they didn't understand the timing part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they had this really weird. A plotline moment where, like, the evil villain slaps a woman straight up the face, and I'm pretty sure he actually slapped the poor lady. They, the those those actresses, like, there's a lot of scenes like that in this movie. These actresses are like committing. <laughs> These the like, poor actresses are getting so abused it's doing this. Kind of hard to watch. It's a little weird. They make a joke at one point, like after he hits her, he's like, "I only have one brother, but I have many wives." I, I thought you were about to say the joke where they they throw buckets of water at this lady, <laughs> and VGM comes on and goes, "She got caught watching movies from Nigeria," <laughs> <laughs> and then he's, I think he says, "I think he says." Nigeria would or something like that. Yeah, like, something I, you don't want to say because it's very. Uh, mm. I think he. I think what he meant was like Nigeria would movies. I think it's like a rival production studio because because Wakali, yeah. Wakaliga is the name of the village, but Wakali Wood is their is their production studio. And so I'm guessing it's like it'd be like uh, it'd be like Hollywood calling out Bollywood, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and throwing some throwing some major shade. Yeah, but. Uh, I mean, the entirety of Who Killed Captain Alex is just beautiful to watch because even if, like, the effects are bad, the camera's bad, uh, the, the audio is The effects is awful. are really good considering what they have to yeah, work like with. Yeah, like, the effects are good, but, I, I mean, they're not at normal acceptable levels. They're only good because of what they were working with. Some of them are really, like, charming, smart examples. Like, one I really liked was a guy has, like, they wanted this guy to be, like, a super cool classic commando. 
So he has like the big giant predator chain gun and he has like the bullet, the bullet chain vest where it's like, you know, oh, he's got thousands of bullets lined up on his body. They don't have lines of bullets though. So they, they carved little bullets out of wood with like little pointy sticks and they have that hanging from his body. And he has the big giant predator chain gun. I was like, that's so cool. Cause it's such like, you, you don't have the money to do anything else. So you just do like this really inventive solution to do it. it it's so smart and fun. Cause you, cause you can tell that some guy had to sit there for a couple days and literally carve each little individual bullet. And it shows like a dedication and love put into this movie that is yeah. completely absent from the amazing bulk. And you can tell while doing this movie, they actually like cleaned up their village a little bit because the place they use for the camp is actually like just a sewage pit in the village. And by the end of the movie, they've actually like dried out the pit. They've got like an actual camp set up. They've fixed mm-hmm. up some of the walls. I, I think that might have just been like the, the sewage runoff part of the village because they even mentioned that in the movie. Like that, um, that was the only place they could put the soldiers in the movie. Not not real soldiers, you know, just actors, obviously. Um, well, some of them may actually be may soldiers in their off they, time. They have Civil War footage at the end of this movie. <laughs> it wasn't, I, I haven't watched this movie in a long time. It wasn't like you were saying, though. I thought you meant that they actually filmed in the middle of the no, Civil no, War. No, 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 no. They no, took, no. like, uh, at, the news footage from their TV yeah. about the Civil War in their country. Because we were talking about this before we started watching the movie. And John mentioned something about, like, yeah, you can see a guy running through gunfire. And I was like, wow, no, no, that's no, some dedication. No, so it turns out. Uh, I I remember the real fact about that. So they were going to do that, uh, but he said the footage was like too bad. Oh, like okay. he he had standards, and so the footage of his friend when when the amazing running... bulk had no standards. That movie had no standards <laughs> whatsoever. I get really mad when everything about that movie. <laughs> that movie is just it's the epitome of bad. That's bad. Whereas, um, Captain uh, Who Killed with... Captain Alex mm-hmm. is the greatest bad movie it's so good I, th- I think movies exist on like a y and x grid axis of good versus bad and entertaining versus not so like who killed captain alex is a badly made movie but it's very entertaining and enjoyable because of l- what was put into it um the amazing bulk is kind of entertaining but it's really bad more so than a lot of other movies because it was just made just to make a bad movie and then you don't get any, like, the fun inventiveness of, like, an actual bad movie. You don't get any, like, the actual heart that goes into making a movie. Like, something like The Room that everyone quotes. Where it's yeah, just, like, yeah. Because, w- like, The Room, he believes in that movie he 100%. Wanted, he wanted so bad to make a movie, and it's so wonderful when you actually see somebody, like, putting everything they have into making a good movie. Just like just like all the people in this village. They all come together. Uh, I really like watching a little bit of the credits where they have, like, um, the director, he's just kind of sitting there with like two of the kids in the village, and he's like, "Oh, check it, check it out—the footage we just shot." And the kids are watching it, like, "Whoa, check it out!" <laughs> it, it's such like a fun environment. It's, it's, it's really kind of beautiful to see all these people coming together to make a fun, to have fun, and just make some stuff. Yeah. Versus uh, versus a guy who's like, "Hey, I bet if I make a really bad movie, I can make some money out of it." People will love it because it's so bad, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just so heartless. Uh, like, I. Like, I think the best bad movies are either made by people who wholly love movies or entirely delusional people like Neil Breen and Tommy Wiseau. Um, I, uh, cannot remember, <laughs> I cannot remember the name of the of the guy who did Suburban Sasquatch, but that's a good one, too. Yeah. Because that guy is totally... That movie also has elements of, like, charm to it. Like, um, I, I noticed, like, my third time watching it, the, the Sasquatch's cave is made of trash bags <laughs> and, like, vines from the Hobby Lobby. I remember that. <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, that's such a smart idea because it's really cool. 
Yeah, man. I mean, the movies... <laughs> like, you can have bad movies that are amazing because the people in it love it. The people in it are trying mm. their best. And even though it's not enough, you can feel the heart seeping through every scene, mm-hmm. every line, Definitely. every prop. The props are the best. Oh, my God, yeah. I was trying to... What was the other prop that I really loved this movie? Their guns guns, are amazing. Some of them are, like, I think actual guns. Some of them are, like, they took, like, a piece of PVC pipe and put some wood on it to look like a gun. And some of them are toy guns. Yes. Um, Like toy AK-47s, because, of course, there are toy AK-47s. Oh, there was that guy who was was in the Spider-Man mask. That was amazing. (laughs) They they have Spider-Man at one point in this movie. And it's just, like... Spider-Man, they've got a Shaolin monk... Who's obviously just one of the guys in the village and he, wearing and he's a tracksuit? Like yeah, he's in like a tracksuit. Um, oh, they have the they have the fat master who's not fat at all, um, who teaches <laughs> kung fu to everybody. He has like um, I don't know what it's called. It's like one of those flat hats that you see in like um, in like rice fields. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, I know the ones you're talking about. It's like yeah. a, like um, like think of like like the, the really wide cone. Hats. Yeah, think like stereotypical ancient Chinese rice farmer hat. That's that's the hat we're thinking of, where it's like made out of straw and it's like a little cone hat. Yeah, and so that's the so- one that Raiden from Mortal Kombat wears. <laughs> That'll probably cut deeper. Yeah, um, there's just there's so many heartfelt moments in mm-hmm. Who Killed Captain Alex. Uh, the, the most impressive thing I noticed about the editing... Was the guns, right? Was the guns, yeah. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so first of all, most of these people have probably held guns in actual war, which is incredibly sad. Thankfully, they're all alive. Uh, well, the ones who were alive. Oh, yeah. I love uh, the... the t- oh, they're, they're fighting the Tiger Mafia, I believe you Yeah, mentioned. well, they're, they're like... The fights are all between the military and the Tiger Mafia. Mm-hmm. And so each time um, they shoot, the people do pretend like there's kickback but they do it like actual guns have kickback and the the director slash editor went through and added the sound effects and um gun uh the muzzle flashes muzzle flashes Mm -hmm. at exactly the right angles at exactly the right times it looks really professional Throughout the whole movie, the guns, I, I would almost think they're actually shooting guns or blanks except I know they're not which I, well most most movies don't do blanks anymore cuz it it's safer to do um it's safer to do it in post just cuz you yeah. know i mean I, after uh, after brandon that, lee brandon yeah lee. brandon lee um for those who don't know brandon lee was the guy who was in the crow movies i think on the set of crow 2 he got shot and killed with a blank so a lot of people don't use blanks anymore just cuz it's safer um yeah i, I was going to talk about two of my favorite scenes one from each movie so one scene i love from the amazing bulk is when he's going to ask that girl to marry him, the bulk goes to ask the girl's father, who's the military guy in charge of Project Mariam, and <laughs> they walk into the guy's library. He's he's holding a book, and there's a library scene superimposed on the green screen, and he runs his finger along the entire book's spine. And he goes, I hate dust. It gets everywhere. And then he turns around and starts talking to the guy in the library. Just It's so awkward. <laughs> it almost reminds me of the sand scene. I, from Star Wars prequels. And the um it's it's probably more awkward. It is more awkward. And then the other the scene that I love from Who Killed Captain Alex is when they capture one of the leaders of the Tiger Mafia and the guy comes in, his name is Richard, he's the head of the Tiger Mafia. He walks up to the police chief and do it and he calls him like a diarrhea squirt and is like, Why can't you release my brother from prison? And he goes, Captain Alex is in charge of everything. I have no power anymore. And he goes, Fine, you diarrhea squirt. 
and then he picks up a box of guns that's on the ch- police chief's desk and says, we're low on guns, I'm taking these. And he just walks out of the police station with a box of guns. Like, And this is the leader of the mafia talking to the police chief, a.k.a. the head of the military <laughs> in the whole village. <laughs> Why would he not be in charge of it? Why and is I, I think I think you mixed up who said the lines. It wasn't him who said, we're low on guns. It was the police chief saying we're low on guns. <laughs> I got to mix up which, which provoked the mafia leader to, to then grab guns. the guns and are like, I'll give them to good homes. <laughs> That's a good line, though. It I can see that being in, like, Mission Impossible or something. <laughs> it's um, like actual comedy. Sp- speaking of blanks, there's a Neil Breen. We need to watch Neil Breen movies. Yeah, I, I want to do a single episode of a podcast and a single thing um, writing which is just all of the movies Neil Breen has released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's in Double Down but just to show you how like some people can't get gun effects right it's like we were saying the gun effects in this movie are amazing they 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 pantomime using the guns really well there's a scene in Neil Breen I think it's in Double Down or it might be in I Am Here Now where um it's that guy who pulls out the big desert eagle <laughs> oh, and goes right. what this dumb piece of garbage and he he pulls the trigger on the gun and jerks his arm back really slowly and then fires the gun again. And he just keeps jerking his arm back. And there's no muzzle flash. The sound is not even synced up right. It's terrible. It's such an awful <laughs> way to have a gun. So I just, I just want to say, I think that is the most important thing about Who Killed Captain Alex. Is it is, for for having literally no resources to make this movie, they have done an amazing job making a movie. Yeah. It, in my scale, which is uh, from 10 to negative 10, where like negatives are so bad it's good, it's got a negative 10. Just the, from the I heart itself. 100% agree. Negative 4 out of 4 stars. This movie's so good. Watch it. Please mm. buy a copy and support Wook Hollywood. I'm going to buy one. It's so good. Now, uh, if you're a fan of bad movies as well, and you would like to be on the podcast, uh, so I don't have to have this schlub uh, no, no offense. Uh, <laughs> you get really mad. <laughs> if, if you'd like to be on or you'd like to recommend me a movie to watch or uh, you'd just like to tell me I suck at writing, um, then please contact me at my email, jsharp37 at vols.utk.edu. Uh, and just let me know what you think uh, or if you'd like to join. <laughs> so, uh Thank you all for uh, listening. Movie review time. Over.